You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is gold. Basketball gold. You're tuned into the best Cleveland Cavaliers podcast in all the land. Basketball gold. Hosted by Mike Fratello and Jeff Phelps. Brought to you by Betway.com. Betway for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Basketball Gold with Fratello and Phelps. I'm Jeff Phelps from 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. My partner, a man who's out on the road here as the trade deadline has just ended in the NBA. He's former Cavs head coach, Hawks head coach, Grizzlies head coach, Mike Fratello, now color analyst with the Los Angeles Clippers and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Hello, sir. Where do we find you today? In lovely Los Angeles. Oh, nice. And uh, besides trade deadline being the big important news of the day in the basketball world, um, tonight, I'm looking forward, Jeff, to attending the Joe Torrey Safe at Home Foundation fundraiser out here. And they they run one in New York City every year in November, Joe being the manager of the Yankees, of course. And then yes. Joe was the manager of the Dodgers. So they figured it's natural. We need to start one out in Los Angeles. So tonight is the night in L.A. And Bob Costas will be the MC for the evening. Al Michaels will be there assisting Bob Costa. So it could be a real fun night, hopefully raise a lot of money for the Safe at Home Foundation, which is for uh, abused children. And it's, it's just wonderful what they've done in New York with it over the years and now uh, getting it off the ground in L.A. for a couple of years. So I was honored to be asked to be there. Yeah, I'm glad you're getting to be a part of it. That's an outstanding cause. And uh, I know you and Bob Costas are friends and Joe Torrey as well. So uh, have some fun with that. You weren't traded, right? You're. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, unless, good. <laughs> unless when I walk in the arena tomorrow night to do the game, they point <laughs> that way. Yeah. Well, it seems like everybody else in the NBA was traded. Mike, this was a, a nutty trade deadline. Let, let's jump right into the couple of biggest deals. I don't think there's any question. Uh, I woke up Thursday morning, trade deadline coming up at three. My computer tells me Kevin Durant's going to the Phoenix Suns. And that's the team that he had talked about being traded to in the offseason. He had kind of put in a request, then then took it back, said, okay, I'm good to go. Let's go. Well, he goes to the Phoenix Suns along with TJ Warren, who, who I like a lot. And the Nets continue. They had traded Kyrie. We're going to talk about that. You saw him last night. But Kevin Durant leaves the Brooklyn Nets, goes to the Phoenix Suns. Let's start with this. That, that gives you Durant, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, you have T.J. Warren. You have other pieces there. Does this vault the Phoenix Suns to the top of the – these are the NBA championship favorites, Mike? Because, boy, do they look good. They're right there. Their starting lineup is as good as anyone's starting lineup. And uh, I still don't want to uh, 
put them ahead of Denver automatically just because of the move and getting Kevin Durant. I think Denver is an outstanding team right now. I don't want to discount Golden State, to be honest with you, because mm. they made a subtle move in bringing back Gary Payton the third, who they had on their championship team. They let him go because of the monies he was commanding. And then perhaps after he left and they realized that they weren't nearly as good defensively without him as they were with him, they just did a deal to bring him back today. So uh, Golden State has that dynamic backcourt. They have Draymond Green. Uh, they have Wiggins. Uh, and they've been to a championship and won it together. Uh, they let go of the youngster who they gave, they gave up their second-round pick to select Wiseman. And today traded him away, which is really an admission of either he's not ready yet during the remaining years of Curry mm -hmm. uh, and Thompson together to help us, or they waved the white flag and said, we, we probably picked the wrong guy at number two, but anyhow. And, and he went to Detroit and then Sadiq Bay went to Atlanta and a bunch of picks went to golden state and then they moved picks. So there's all kinds of stuff going on, but Wiseman's the key there because he goes to Detroit. Yeah. So I, I still like golden state when they get in the playoffs, Watch out if you have to match up against them. But without question, the, the move uh, to bring Kevin Durant alongside Chris Paul, Devin Booker, um, you know, their center is playing his best basketball right now than he's played the entire yeah. season. DeAndre over, Ayton. Over the last two or three weeks, Ayton. Um, and Craig would probably be the, the other starter with them. You put Kevin Durant in there, and oh my goodness, you have two. You know, he, without question, Booker could be a 30 point scorer if he wanted to every sure, night. Sure. You have two 30 point scorers, kind of like Doncic, along with Kyrie Irving, could be for Dallas if they wanted to. Yet, you've got a Hall of Fame point guard leading them there, and you've got a young rising center who seems to be getting better. What's not to like about that? I, I agree with you completely on that. And, and we're going to talk about the Nets aspect of this in a second. But ye, Kyrie Irving kind of set this thing off. Kyrie and the Nets, whatever happened there contractually, he's up at the end of the year, said he wanted to be traded. He gets traded pretty quickly, Mike, to the Dallas Mavericks. And that's a huge trade for Dallas. They give up pieces for a guy who could leave at the end of the year in free agency. But now you put Kyrie next to Luka Doncic in the backcourt, uh, on the court together. You saw Kyrie with Dallas against the Clippers last night. Luka didn't play in that game. Do you like that combination? Because these are two really, really talented guys who are both great with the basketball. And we know Kyrie can play off the ball. But, Mike, he's so good with it. Luka dominates the ball. How do you like that mix? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, Jason Kidd, the coach at Dallas, is going to face the same problem 
that Ty Lue has for the Clippers. And you're talking about Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. You're talking about Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. And the only difference is Paul George and Kawhi are more wings, whereas Kyrie and Luka are legitimate guards. So how do you how do you start every night? Who's the first guy to come out? What Ty Lu wound up doing was take the one of the two stars out, Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, leave the other one on the floor. And for the most part, up until the last couple of games, it had been Paul George would come out first, Kawhi would stay on the floor and play all 12 minutes. Then at the end of the first quarter, he would bring Paul George back in, and that's when Kawhi would get his break and then bring Kawhi back again after four or five minutes went by in the second quarter, and those two would finish the half out together. So it's it's an interesting problem for a head coach to have. Uh, you've got to worry about ball distribution. You have to worry about shots at the basket. These are two guys who dominate the basketball. You, you know, people look at the team's stats and they see – Number 30 in the league, which is last, if you're trying to figure out where 30 is, it's not at the top. Okay. <laughs> it, who's, it's not, who's, not good. <laughs> no. Who's number 30 in the league in assists? Well, it was before last night's game. It was the Dallas Mavericks. So I don't mm-hmm. know if you can go any lower than 30. And not but, in this league. <laughs> and, and that means, well, why aren't there a lot of assists? Because you have ball-dominant guys, Luka Doncic, obviously, and now you have Kyrie playing alongside of him. Now, it's not like Kyrie hasn't played alongside of stars before. I mean, he mm-hmm. won a championship in Cleveland playing alongside LeBron James, who was a ball-dominant player, but more than willing to share and pass the basketball at the same time. So those two figuring it out, Jason Kidd figuring out how we're going to use them, and then they needed help in the front line. And that remains to be seen now. What happens and what, I, what I'm saying is not that – trade deadline hasn't ended but now certain players will be waived they'll Mm -hmm. be cut Uh, the teams will absorb the money and by having a buyout the player can then pick whatever team he wants to to go to so uh, i know that uh, i would imagine uh, right now that uh, they're looking um you know talk about a team like dallas looking for some big to be released somewhere and the bigs that they have who have been injured try to get them back healthy once again. And then that's kind of an interesting team to deal with every night. I'd love to be in the rooms with the coaches that are preparing to play Dallas to see what they're saying, how are we going to deal with Doncic, how are we going to deal with Kyrie Irving, and putting the game plan together will really be fascinating. Kyrie was in Cleveland, Mike. He played with LeBron. He, he wanted traded. He went to Boston, was with Jason Tatum, a young crew there, and he's played well at all these stops, but then left. He goes to Brooklyn, wanted to team up with Kevin Durant. That didn't work. Um, Durant, Harden, Kyrie, 16 games together. That's all that, that, that lasted. Where does Kyrie go? You know, this is a young guy who is so good, Mike, and, and we, we both live in Cleveland. He had... It was so good with the Cavs. He's been so good everywhere he is, but obviously there's other stuff that comes along with him. Does he have to reestablish his value? Does does he have to prove anything to anybody? Or is he going to get opportunities because he's that great of a basketball player? I have a surprise for you. Oh, good. 
So I'm going to let you talk for 10 seconds while I disappear okay. and come right back. All right. I'm anxious. I'm anxious about that. Mike Fratello leaving. I, I'm just fascinated by Kyrie. I'm covering him, working his games from the time he came to the Cleveland Cavaliers until the time he left. He's such a tremendous talent and is an incredible player, was terrific when he went to Boston, was terrific with the Brooklyn Nets when he played. First game out, Mike saw him in Dallas. He was terrific with Dallas. But obviously there are things about Kyrie and some of his his thoughts that have kept him off the floor that Mike, I think, might make somebody hesitant to want to sign him up for a, a great big long-term contract. Well, supposedly what happened uh, in Brooklyn is he said to the Nets, uh, you know, front office, that I want a max contract. And they're sitting there, they looked up to see how many games has he played since he's been in Brooklyn of the games that he was eligible to play. And it was 51% was the number. Mm. Well, 51% is not a lot when you're considering maxing out a guy at around $200 million would have mm. been the number in his contract for whatever, three, four, or five, four or five years, whatever they were going to give him. But what I wanted to go get for you was this was, and I want to thank Kyrie. This is Kyrie's shoe. And I asked him after the game last night uh, if it would be possible to have him sign it and donate it tonight. Oh, nice. To Safe at Home Foundation. So, you know, they have these boxes. They're kind of like wine boxes, Jeff, that the teams travel with. They're a little bit bigger, a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, and they put their sneakers in the slots, you know, one at a time. So Kyrie went to his box of Kyrie sneakers, and this is the pair that he pulled out, and then he signed them on the front, as you can see there. Nice. And then he's got all the little things written along the sides, like, you know, free my people, uh, liberation, um, liberation again on the other side. He's got a couple X's on him. You know, all things that are motivational things, obviously, to him. But uh, I appreciate I know Joe Torrey and, and the group tonight at the foundation. I think I'll give them to Mr. Costas and let him be the one in charge of auctioning them off tonight. What do you think? I think that's a fine idea. We'll see what we can get for him tonight. But to go back to answering the question, uh, I'm wondering if there was some kind of agreement made between Dallas and Kyrie, his agent or whatever, before mm -hmm. the trade was done, saying, look, at the end of the year, they have to understand he's got the right to walk away. Yeah. So did they go through all this to have him walk away? And somebody will want him, Mike, because he's, he's a tremendous basketball player. Yeah, he's look, it, it, this is all he is at the offensive end. He's one of the best free throw shooters in the NBA. He's one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. He has the best handle with the ball in the NBA. That's not bad at the offensive end of the floor. Yeah, that's floor. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and that so, allows him to get to the basket just about any way, anytime he wants. And get fouled. And because yep. he's a great free throw shooter, he's going to make, you know, 90% of his foul shots. So all that is on the line. But um, And here's the other side of it. Maybe Mark Cuban and the front office in Dallas are saying, 
thank goodness we have this grace period before we have to make the decision because yeah. they want to make sure Luca's happy playing with Kyrie. Yeah. Because, you know, in pecking order, Luca's one and Kyrie's two in Dallas. And I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that. And they're just right. hoping he's a real good two and gets along with Luca and they can play together. I would agree. He's he's played with some tremendous guys. He's been tremendous. That's going to be one of the things to watch in the NBA for the rest of this season and then, of course, beyond. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This is Basketball Gold with Fratello and Phelps. He's Mike Fratello, former head coach in the NBA with the Hawks, Cavaliers, and Grizzlies. I'm Jeff Phelps from 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. Let's talk about the city you're sitting in right now. The two Los Angeles teams made moves. Let's start with the team that you work with, Mike, the Los Angeles Clippers. And they move some guys in. They move some guys out. Mason Plumley, big guy, comes in from Charlotte. They get Eric Gordon. They get Bones Highland, who is kind of out of the rotation in Denver, but a, a guard that I think a lot of people like. And moving out, Luke Kennard, Reggie Jackson, John Wall. Did the Clippers help themselves enough to maybe solidify what Ty Lue is looking to do, Mike? I think they've helped themselves because there were two areas that were concerned. Uh, one was the point guard spot. And you sit there and go, wait a minute. If point guard spot was so important, then why'd you get rid of Reg, you know, Reggie Jackson and right. John Wall? Right. Well, that, that means there's something else going on. You don't do that unless you cover yourself. Eric Gordon, who they picked up, could play the point guard spot. Remember Paul George and Kawhi Leonard bring the ball up occasionally, but they don't necessarily like that to take place too many minutes. So you have Gordon who could perhaps move into that point guard spot. Uh, you have Highland is more of a shooting, and, and this guy can really shoot, and, and he shoots them in streaks. I mean, he might make four or five in a row from behind the three-point line. Uh, long athletic early on he was playing extremely well for denver before he started to lose some minutes Plumley is a guy that is a welcome sight for them because they really only had one big with any kind of experience and that's uh, the big man zubats. in the middle of the zubats however you know to back them up and just bring somebody in they've been using moses brown from their g league team uh, who had been in Cleveland, actually, yep. uh, for a while. Uh, and Moses Brown is about 7'2", played at UCLA. But now by getting Plumley, it's kind of replacing the guy that they had there last year who is now playing in New York for the Knicks, uh, Hartenstein. And Hartenstein was huge for them last year. He'd come off the bench behind Zubox, offensive rebound. They'd run offense through him. He'd make the right pass. Uh, he he just did a good overall job, and he wound up earning more and more minutes. I mean, there are games where he's getting 28, 30 minutes a year ago for the Clippers. Well, he had earned more money 
than the Clippers were willing to pay him at the end of the season. So New York stepped up, offered him the money, and he went there. It's a huge hole in the Clipper roster this season. They've, they've known it. They, did, they had that guy a year ago that if Zubats got in early foul trouble, if it wasn't playing well, you went to Hartenstein. That hasn't been around right now. So now you have a Plumlee to come in behind him, agile, run the floor, rebound, block shots. Is he a great scorer? No, he's not a great scorer, but he can do enough on the offensive boards to get them extra shots and get them extra points. He could do enough defensively to help protect the rim. He's six more personal fouls against other mm. big people that you're going to have to play against. So I thought that was an outstanding move, the fact that they could come up with Plumlee that way. And who knows who's going to be waived somewhere to go back to the point guard situation yeah. that we talked about. There was another guard that was a point guard in L.A. that mm. was traded today who could very well be bought out. And he played at UCLA. Yeah. And he's very familiar with the L.A. area. And his name he likes is, triple doubles. Yeah, Russell Westbrook. So who knows? That could happen where Westbrook is let go. And now we'll see. Will the Clippers jump in on that to bring him on board with this team? Will he fit with what's going on here? You beat me to bringing up the name of Russell Westbrook. The <laughs> Lakers made some big moves today, and they moved Russell Westbrook. D'Angelo Russell uh, comes in, key guy there coming back to Los Angeles. And, and Mike, I, I like the trade they made late in the day at the deadline. They picked up Mo Bamba. They had moved Thomas Bryant, their big man inside, to Denver. And then they bring in Mo Bamba by trading Patrick Beverly to the Orlando Magic. Bamba's a young guy, 25 years old. We'll see how he fits there. But the Lakers brought in players to help LeBron and Anthony Davis. And the last time I looked, they're in 13th place in the Western Conference, but they were only five games behind the Los Angeles Clippers for fourth place. So things are so jumbled up in the Western Conference. I think any team in the West who made a move today, Mike, would probably feel pretty good about where they are. Do you like the moves the Lakers made? D'Angelo Russell coming in, Mobamba coming in, Russell Westbrook being traded to Utah in that deal. And as you said, a lot of talk already about maybe Russell Westbrook being bought out. I'm surprised that they let Bryant go because he he was really playing well uh, for the Lakers. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff. Are they only two or three games out of that 10th or 9th play in spot? I'll double check it right now. Because I, I think they were. Two games, two games out of 10th, Mike. Two games yeah. behind Portland. And if you want to go even further, they're only, what, now four and a half games. Well, the Clippers slipped a little bit. Um, so they're four and a half games out of the Clippers now for the sixth spot. But the Clippers, Mavericks, and Suns are all tied with the same record. So that was right in the first place. Those teams all at, well, eight and a half games right now behind Denver. Yeah, so... Like I said, Bryant, I thought, was playing very well this year, giving him high energy on the glass, rebounding the basketball, and scoring the basketball. But for whatever the reasons were, you know, Bamba has really played well uh, for Orlando. They they were really excited about his growth and development this season. And how tall is he, Jeff? What are they listing him at? Seven? He's a, he's a legit seven-foot, Mike. Okay. And maybe a little bit more than that. Yeah. Uh, and. And he's like a point guard. Uh, he can handle the ball, bring it down the floor. He can weave his way through the defense. 
obviously with his size, he has great ability to finish around the basket. He's getting stronger. That's one of his biggest problems is his strength. But this guy can shoot the basketball yeah. seven feet tall, seven Good range one. on it, too. Good range, yeah. too. So I think they're looking at that saying, hey, we need guys to make shots when LeBron is penetrating to the basket, when Anthony Davis might be getting double teamed. This could be an interesting youngster that we take a look at to fill those spots. So perhaps that's the reason why they went ahead and did it. But there's no question that the Lakers got stronger today in the moves they made. So many teams were active, Mike. I, I think it's really interesting what happens at the trade deadline in the NBA. It kind of goes nuts. What does it say about the league? And Because and, I, I don't have any idea what it says. That two-thirds of the way through the season at the trade deadline, Mike, there's such upheaval. You know, is it teams – I know some teams are trying to make a move for this year. Some are looking long-term. But it's fascinating to watch every year. And this year was really going nuts with teams changing two-thirds of the way into the season. Jeff, give me uh, the Clippers' record right now. What are, what are they? Clippers, One, as we speak – Four games over 500. Are 31-27, and 27, four games over 500. Phoenix, Dallas, also four games over 500. Okay, so 31-27, I think, is 58 games. There are 82 games in the regular season. Yeah. So at this point now of trade deadline, you're looking at uh, having 24 games remaining. So you've probably had a pretty good feel for your team. Where are we going? What can we do? How much more can we accomplish this year? And I, I like what I think Toronto did. I think it's a very, very sharp move. Toronto, if I'm right, unless something happened at the last second, but Toronto's big move today was they got Pirtle, who they had, and they brought him back again. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Yet all during the last two weeks, all we've heard are Ananobi's name out there, Siakam's name out there, Van Vliet's Van Vliet, name out there. Yeah. You know, Are they going to trade these guys? So what they did is they listened and found out What's the value that we have here in each of our players? And when they figured that all out and wrote that all down, all the offers that had come in, now 24 games remaining, they were like, we can wait till the summertime, till the offseason, but we know at least what people were willing to give us right down to the wire on trade deadline when you're going to make their best offer you know, in the last hour or two. So it was kind of interesting because now – they go into the summer. They see what they accomplish. Will they make it to the 10th game? I mean, the 10th spot in the Eastern Conference to get a chance to be part of the play-in situation yeah. or not? If they do, great. I think they look at it and say, we're, we're not good enough to win the championship this year. But let's and see. And they're 10th right now. They're, they're four games under 500 right now. Okay. There you go. So they look at it, and then they go back, and they say, all right, in the summer, in the offseason – you want Ananobi, here's here's what we want from you. You want Siakam, here's what we want from you. You want mm. Van Vliet, here's what we want from you. So not a bad job. This is Basketball Gold with Fratello and Phelps. Mike Fratello, color analyst with the Clippers and the Cleveland Cavaliers, former NBA head coach. I'm Jeff Phelps from 92 through the fan in Cleveland. Trade deadline stuff like absolute crazy and not very many teams sat by and watched. One team that didn't do anything, Mike, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, there was some talk, would they do this? Would they do that? You heard the name Karis LeVert, whose contract ends at the end of the year. 
You heard Kevin Love, who has an expiring contract as well. Cavs didn't do anything. Did that surprise you? And I, it didn't really surprise me. I thought maybe they would tinker a little bit, you know, if you could make a minor deal. But their core four guys, you absolutely love. Everybody loves them. Why wouldn't you? And they gave up so many assets to get Donovan Mitchell. I don't know if they could have pulled off a big trade. Your reaction to the Cavs standing pat? I like the fact that there was no panic, no sense of you know need on their part because it means that they have a good feel for what they have. They like what they have. What they have, basically, the most important parts of it are young parts that hopefully will be around the Cavs uniform for a number of years. So, thusly, whatever other teams may have been asking for, I'm probably willing to say that Kobe Altman said, no, we're not giving that piece up. Or, no, we're not giving this other piece up. So to get something that would have helped this team be a better team to challenge the top two, three, four teams in the Eastern Conference right now would have taken a key piece or two key pieces away from what makes this Cavaliers team good. And they were patient and willing to sit and not give away something and I'll go back to you know, the team in Atlanta that I had when, when that group lost to the Boston Celtics in game seven by two points. And we lost game six by two points. Mm. We lost game seven by two points to the Boston Celtics, the great Boston Celtics team with Parrish and Bird and Dennis Johnson and McHale and da 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 Ainge. So what we did is at the end of that year, instead of just keeping that group together, maybe tinker and add a little something here or there. We went out and traded two of our glue players, heart and soul of the team. We traded them away to bring two all-star names in, two all-star players that were at the ends of their careers that the front office felt this will get us over the hump. What we got is we got two players coming in who are great NBA players who have been around for a while, okay, quite a few years, that were maybe past their prime and didn't have the same chemistry mm. with all the young guys that we had. And if we, I, I always think back, if we would have just waited, give us another year together, because we were so young with you know, Doc Rivers and Kevin Willis and Dominique and Spud Webb and John Battle and John Conkat, Cliff Levingston, Antoine Carr. That group was so young at the time. And if we would have just waited another year or so, what would have happened in the end? We had one old guy, maybe Trey Rollins was an older, you know, older player, and there was some concern would Trey's knees hold up. But I, I was just I felt like let's just go with it and see what we can do. We came so close against a great Celtic team. And and I'm really happy that Kobe and the rest of the front office and the coaching staff we're all on the same page, and let's keep what has gotten us this far that the people in our city love to watch play the game the way they do, and let's grow together, and when that right piece comes along, then we'll make a move to Adam. Mike, that's got to be tough to do, though. You know, the Cavs have had a terrific season, a terrific start, and they've carried it through, and then Brooklyn you know, blows itself up with Kyrie and Kevin Durant moving on, and I, I would think – if, if you were the Cavs, there was a minute there where you thought, all right, maybe this is a chance we can solidify, you know, a top four spot, maybe even, you know, move into the top three, something like that. But 
the reality of the situation is what you just talked about with the young guys, because Evan Mobley's 21, Darius Garland's 23. Uh, Isaac Okoro has been playing better at the small forward spot. He's a young guy, 22, 23 years old. And the old guys are Donovan Mitchell and Jared Allen, who are just barely past 25. So it screams patience, but that's got to be really tough to do if you're the organization and you want to try and win basketball games. No? You, you never know what's going to fall in your lap. Ask Dallas mm. and ask Phoenix right now. Yeah. Did they ever expect three weeks ago that one of them was going to wind up with Kyrie Irving and the other was going to wind up with Kevin Durant? Uh, and every so often there's that player that gets traded, that gets bought out, and he still has enough left in the tank to be a major contributor or to be a leader. You know, Chris Paul wound up in Phoenix after X number of years of being at other places around the league, goes to Phoenix, they had a pretty nice run a couple of years ago, just didn't have quite enough. And if he asked all those guys early in the season on the team, do you think you're going to wind up with Kevin Durant later on this year? They probably would have said, are you kidding me? How no. can we ever get Kevin Durant uh, on our team without giving up the heart and soul of our Booker, you know, or Aiton or somebody like that? But it, it happened. Yeah. And that's what makes the league so great and so crazy at this time of the year that stuff's going on that maybe you never expect. A lot has to do with money. A lot has to do with agents who may come in and tell the club, you can do what you want. My guy's not coming back. He's mm -hmm. gone. doesn't want to be here. He wants to be somewhere else. What do you do as a front yeah. office? Do you let him walk and get nothing for him? Or do you say, okay, tell us, give us a list of teams that you might want to go to. We call those teams up and you say, look, so-and-so wants to come to your team. What do you give us for him? Because I have two or three other names on this list. I'm calling them up after you and see what they gave him. Think about what the Jazz gave up to get Gobert yeah. to come to Utah. And kind of interesting, isn't it? Uh, it really is now. I mean, I mean, I mean to leave Utah and go to, to leave Utah to go to Minnesota. Minnesota they get, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota gives up four number ones. Yeah, to get, that's, to get that's him what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Um, with the Cavs, Mike, not making a move, there's been something that's happened that does it end here or does it not? Kevin Love has now publicly, they've acknowledged that Kevin has been asked to hey, sit tight, be ready, be ready to go and be a good teammate. He's out of the rotation right now, which, all right, does that mean Kevin doesn't have, doesn't have it anymore? Is he, do they want to see other things? I would think if, if they thought Kevin could play like he did last year off the bench when he was outstanding, that he would be playing right now. Does Kevin become a buyout candidate? Does, because his contract's up at the end of the year. I think that's a fascinating situation for the Cavaliers. And without a Mike, you know, you you've lost if 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 he can't play at the level he played at last year, they've lost a really key component that made them successful last year. Have they not? I think you're right on the money as far as what he contributed last year. He he played great last he, year. He, he did. He loved the team. He loved the the games. He loved being a part of it. He loved being a major contributor. He knew he was playing. And now the other questions that you throw out, I I don't know the answers to no. those because I'm not behind the closed doors. I don't know. If, if they have discussed the buyout situation with them already. And perhaps Kobe Altman said, Mike, let me interrupt. After the trade deadline, he said, we've not had any conversations with his agents. We haven't heard from them. But they have asked Kevin, 
hey, you're out of the rotation. Just you know, sit tight, be ready, and be a good teammate. But they haven't heard from Kevin's folks. And maybe Kevin feels like, okay, I, whatever the conversation was, maybe Kevin came out of that conversation, talked with his agent, and said, look, I'm fine here. I'm happy here. And they may need me again before the season's out because you never know about the injury factor. So I'll do what they've asked me to do. He's been a good soldier. He's been paid handsomely yep. for being the face of the Cavaliers over the last four season until these young guys came in and started to blossom now. Uh, so you've got 20-something games to be a good soldier, and then hopefully the playoffs after that. And you might be right back in the rotation again if something happens to another player. So he's been around long enough. He's smart enough, and he, he's such a great competitor and wants to win that maybe he sees that this team can do some damage, and they may need him. When they get back, you know, back to the back part of the schedule, and and God forbid somebody gets hurt. But if so, if it's a front line guy, you've got a Kevin Love waiting there. He's been an outstanding member of the Cleveland Cavaliers since coming over from Minnesota, and so I, I wish nothing but the best for Kevin. Exactly. I congratulate you on being a part of the Joe Torre event tonight. You'll have fun with that. I congratulate you on not being traded, and now I wish you luck getting used to the new Los Angeles Clippers as you have to commentate and do all the color analysis on all the new guys so i, I can't wait it's going to be a, a great rush to the playoffs and a lot of changes leading up to it have some fun jeff think about this I, mm. I, i'm just realizing how about if i would have gotten a phone call and they said all right listen we have not traded you <laughs> however we've traded the czar moniker oh and if they imagine that what would they have gotten for the czar moniker some, some other color analyst with some team could have been after it. And they maybe they offered the Clippers a lot of money. Who knows? Or the Cavs. Who knows? I, personally, and I don't want to get personal, but let's get personal. I hope you trademarked that when you had the chance. I did. And I held it yes. for 20-something years. And you know we have hats and T-shirts and sweatshirts. Nice. However, then some company came in. Oh. And they wanted to put it on jeans. And they... We went and spent a lot of money. It, it really is very expensive to defend. This is something I don't understand with our government, with our system that we have. Oh, here we if go. I get if I get there first yeah. and I trademark it, how can somebody 10, 15 years later come along and say, oh, I want that? So therefore, they just take it and claim it and want you to go to court and battle them for it. I don't understand that. It, it confused me. And besides running up lawyers' bills, uh, you know, in the end, I, I wasn't really interested in selling jeans no. with Zarb on the back of them. Just but mine. If, that, if that's what the person wanted, great. Good luck with your jean sales. But I am the czar, not you. Hope There's you no question. Yeah. He's the czar. I'm Jeff Phelps. Thanks for listening to Basketball Gold. This has been Basketball Gold, brought to you by Betway.com. Betway, for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER.